Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their worlds. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. The leader as talent agent. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, along with Ron Price. Ron, great to be with you. It's good to be with you again, Dale. So uh, for folks who might be experiencing this podcast for the first time, uh, you can definitely listen to this to grow your leadership acumen, so to speak. But it is a perfect companion to the book, The Complete Leader. Each and every week, we dive into one of the competencies that are outlined in The Complete Leader, a book by Randy Lisk and Ron Price, available uh, wherever books are sold, including Amazon. And you can also find it on the website, thecompleteleader.org. So Ron, I'm looking at unemployment rates. And as we record this in the first quarter of 2019, the unemployment rate in the US is down to about 3.8%, which some books you would call nearly full employment, correct? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I remember several years ago, Dale, you making the comment that probably closer to four and a half percent unemployment is full employment. I think that number varies and sometimes because of the number of people who've decided they want to be a part of the labor force. But we're at this point where um, pretty much everybody who wants a job has found a job. And what's happening is people maybe are upgrading their jobs by moving from job to job, but we just don't have that many people that are out looking for work because they're not currently employed. Which creates a bit of a pain point and the basis for this edition of the Complete Leader podcast, and that is finding great talent for your organization. Because while the labor pool is really small right now, the need for great people in our organizations does not change. So let's talk about this idea of the leader as talent agent. Yeah, and you know, unfortunately in some larger businesses, oftentimes this gets outsourced. We tell somebody else that we want them to go find our talent. And although I think a lot of leaders because of their schedules need the extra help, but I think from a mindset point of view, a leader should always be recruiting. A leader should always be looking for who else could I add to my team. And sometimes it's because, yes, you do have a vacancy that you're trying to fill in order to execute your strategy, but it should always be, there's always somebody else out there that if we added to our team would have a big impact on our success. What are some ways that you see really good leaders do this to keep that pipeline full and and be working on it continually? Well, the first thing is that they're always thinking of it because if you're not thinking of it, you often miss an opportunity that's staring you in the face. I think another thing is to recognize that um, most good hires are the result of somebody else referring people to you, somebody else saying, have you heard about that company? I think they'd be great to work for. And, and most great hires are referral, maybe going both directions. It could be, have you heard about this person? I think they'd be a perfect fit for you. Um, we, Dale, I probably get a couple calls every month from somebody saying, Ron, I'd like you to meet with somebody because I think they'd be a great fit for Price Associates. Or I just think if you knew them, you'd, you'd figure out a good way to take advantage of their talent and their passion. And I, as much as possible, I never turn those down, even though we're not actually looking to hire anybody new right now. 
but I'm always open to the idea if the right person comes along who has the right passion, the right background, the right skills, the right potential, I'll make a space, I'll find space for them. And I think that is probably the most important thing to do so that you're not being affected by what's going on in the environment around you. You're building your list of people that you know have an interest so that when the environment becomes right or when you have an opening, you already have a list of people that you think would be great to add to your team. And I think that's worth emphasizing the intentionality and the habitual nature of this. It doesn't matter whether you have a position open or not. It's just you're always in the habit of looking to see who's out there, establishing relation, creating relationships, really. Yeah, I, I hate to admit it, Dale, but for me early in my leadership experience, and I think it's true for a lot of leaders today, having to go out and find somebody and hire somebody new, we, we think of as a hassle. So there's this tendency to just say, just get me somebody that I can put into the position so I can get back to doing my real work. And when we talk about the leader as talent agent, what we're saying is, no, 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 this is a very important part of your real work to always be looking for how you can upgrade your team, always be looking for how you can be ready when the opportunity opens up to have a pipeline of people that would be a great fit for your team. So part of what helps you to do that is taking the time to think about, well, what does my team look like right now? I think of talent agents or general managers and sports teams. They're constantly looking at what are our strong points? Where are our weak points? What's available out in the market that, or what might become available out in the market? And they're constantly thinking about the, the makeup of their team and where they think they might be able to add more value. And if a leader is going to be successful, they can't just think about strategy. They have to also be thinking about who it is that's on the team, constantly thinking about how we reorganize them, how we challenge them, and how we add to them over time. And that's part of what I think it means to be a talent agent as a leader. So we're thinking about our teams, and, and that's a fit scenario. Who's, who's going to fit well with this team? Let's talk about the the organization and making sure the person's a good fit in the organization. I'm thinking values and what, what the person brings. Yeah. Well, you're really, what you want to do is you want to have as much insight as possible around the people that you're looking at as candidates, but you also want to have equal amounts of insight around the job or the role to be done. And so one of the questions that we often ask when we're working with clients, when we're talking about a specific position is we say, what are the key results that are going to reflect superior performance in this role? We usually say three or four or five, no more than that. And we'll have an exercise because oftentimes they don't have a clear, sharp, succinct answer to that. So we walk through an exercise to get to, if these three things were produced or four or five things were produced, we would say, wow, that's superior performance. Now we have something specific that we can match that candidate up against. Again, I think of something like, say, a baseball team. We're, we're in spring training right now. And when you know that you're going to need a shortstop, you're thinking about very specific things that you want that shortstop to be able to do. They have to be pretty much flawless at fielding ground balls. They have to be able to turn a double play quickly. They have to be a reasonably good batter. They might not be your power batter. So you, you have these outputs that you use to measure potential. 
and that you've used to measure performance. And why can't we do the same thing for every single job inside our organization where we have a very clear picture of what the job is asking for? Then we develop a really clear picture of the values and the talent patterns and the skills and the experience of the candidates that we're looking at. We can do a better job of matching the two together. And I, I really believe that this is not just a super, superfluous job for a leader. I think a leader that's responsible for the success of their organization, this is maybe number one or number two on their list of what they need to get done well if they're going to be successful. So that's the, the section of our conversation about recruiting and always keeping your eye out for great talent. What about when it comes time for hiring? pulling the trigger, bringing the person formally into the organization. What's the leader's role there? Well, of course, um, you can hire a great person if you put them in a difficult environment or if you don't onboard well, things like that, you're going to struggle there. So really, I think this begins the first step of moving from leader as talent agent to leader as supervisor. And that, that topic all by itself is probably good for another podcast. But I will say that one of the things that's interesting about this dynamic today, Dale, of onboarding people and integrating people into your teams is that we live in an economy, we live in a world that's quickly changing to what is often referred to as the gig economy. The concept of the gig economy is that you've got people who want to work with you, but they don't necessarily want to work for you. So today in the United States, the statistics are that over one third of all people, over a little bit more than one in every three people who are earning a living in the United States today are doing it as a non-employee. They're doing it as a contract employee, as a subcontractor, as a freelancer, however you want to describe it. They're not technically or legally an employee of the organization, and yet they're a very important contributor and a part of a successful team. So the complexity of this means that we have to think about how we're both looking for recruiting, bringing on, and working with those people that don't fit into the traditional definition of what it means to be an employee. Where do you see the leaders you're working with making the missteps, or if you prefer, where are you seeing them making some big strides in this area? Where are the potential landmines? Uh, well, I would say first the big strides. I think the leaders that have become more and more curious about what makes people unique, about what motivates people, and who see themselves as, I don't know if conductor, orchestral conductors or matchmakers between people in the job, the people who are putting equal, equal emphasis on employee experience and organizational performance are the people that I think are, are really uh, both going to attract the best people in the future, but they're also the people who are finding the most success because they're building something that's sustainable by really being curious about and sensitive to both the individual and the organization and what they're both trying to achieve. So uh, all through the talent management continuum, from recruiting to hiring to onboarding, the people who do that well are people who ga are gaining a great advantage. Some of the biggest pitfalls, I think, are people who, I've already alluded to it, it's essentially leaders who think that hiring is just a necessary 
obstacle you got to get past before you can start working with people. And they're not using that hiring process as a way to really get to know people at a much more significant level, to understand what makes them tick and what they're naturally good at. And the, there's an adage, which of course, I don't think any adage is true 100% of the time. But in general, I think this is true, that you, we need to learn how to hire slow and fire fast. The idea behind that is we need to put a lot more rigor into the process of thinking about how we decide who's a good fit, how we work, walk them through the, the different filters, qualifiers, screeners that help us to understand them, and then how we bring them on. The people who invest more time in that are going to be more successful. And that's probably the biggest pitfall that I see is people who just see that as a nuisance that they've got to get out of the way or that they delegate to somebody else to take care of for them, they're missing a great opportunity to build a really high-performing individual who's part of a high-performing team. So that leads us to, uh, let's set the stage for our next conversation where we talk about supervising, especially in this, in this new world, so to speak. Yeah, this is, I, I think it's both full of excitement and full of, full of uh, threat, <laughs> what's happening around us, because we really have access to talent in a greater way than we've ever had before, because of the fact that we have so many people who are willing and interested in doing these gigs where we use them for a specific skill that they've developed for a specific purpose. But at the same time, it means that we have to learn how to supervise or how to lead in a different way. So I, I think we ought to spend a whole podcast just talking about how do you supervise in this new world where employee experience is so important and where we have access to people who outside of the traditional definition of employee, how do we do that and make it work to our advantage? Fantastic. We will cover that in the next edition of the podcast. Before we leave, though, I'm going to put you on the spot, Ron. You can share as much as you'd like, but I know the complete leader is really having an impact at the global level. You're doing some work around the world. You've actually graduated cohorts um, in a variety of countries. What would you like to share with the listeners? Well, first, the Complete Leader Program is a program that normally lasts 14 months, where we bring anywhere from 12 to 20 people together to go through this leadership growth experience. And during that time, they all have a certified Complete Leader coach. They're supporting and helping each other they're developing skills that they've decided are important to their current role and to their future career. And um, it's been interesting because we've been doing it for five years now and we continue to learn. I still feel like we're on the early side of learning about how to optimize the benefits for people. But we've, we've had quite a bit of interest coming over the years from different universities who want to incorporate the program as part of their curriculum. And, we're talking with a couple of universities on two different continents right now that are interested in that. We have somewhere between 15 and 20 facilitators that are outside of the United States that are uh, delivering programs or helping us with coaching. So it, we're, you're right, we're experiencing a lot of growth right now. And we're excited because it really speaks to the core mission that we have and that is we wanna help to grow great leaders. So if people want to find out more about it and where our facilitators are at, where some of the programs are at, they can go to thecompletelieader.org. And if they click on the program in the menu and go down to find a facilitator, it'll show you a world map. and It'll show you where all of our facilitators are around the world. And by the way, you can click on one of their pins on the map and communicate with them directly. 
Fantastic. And the website is newly refreshed and has a great look and, and very functional. You'll also find a lot of resources that will connect along with this podcast. So things to read, videos to watch, uh, people to connect with if you want to grow in any one of these specific areas. But the Complete Leader Program as a whole is definitely something for uh, folks to look into no matter where in the world uh, you are or where you are in your leadership journey. Any final yeah. words for us? Well, Dale, I'll just add to that, that one of the things that I'm really happy that we have on the website is uh, all of the past Complete Leader podcasts. So we have somewhere greater than 100 podcasts now that are on the site. And as you can tell from today, all of our podcasts are topical. So you can look under a topic for something that's important to you right now and listen to anywhere from 12 to 20 minutes about that particular topic that's gonna help you to become a complete leader yourself. Thank you so much, Ron Price, co-author of The Complete Leader and the podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Be sure and subscribe in your favorite podcast listening app. While you're there, if you would rate and review the podcast, we would definitely appreciate it. It makes it easier for others to find this podcast as they're looking to grow in their leadership journey. This is the Complete Leader Podcast. Make it a great week. Next week, we talk about the leader as supervisor. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.